Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, Conundrum. This is a show where we talk about everything dealing with the queer community from sci-fi fiction, Hollywood, reality, whatever it is. We talk about it here on the show. I am your host, Holly Greystone. And I am your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr. Mm-hmm. Hey, Holly, yeah. what's been going on with you? Most importantly, I think... I personally, I think all of our listeners want to know what's going on with Max. Uh, yeah, for sure. I have not updated Fancy Pants Max, uh, his Instagram account, or our account, really, about what's kind of happened here. Uh, so last time, I think we talked about Max has these growths that are that we found at his most recent doctor's appointment. I agonized for a while because I couldn't find a doctor anywhere within a six hour radius of where we live to do the surgery. And mostly that is because COVID has affected so many different industries and the veterinary department of, you know, pet care is no exception to that. Um, And especially since most of them are females and have children and children weren't in school for a long period of time. So anyway, there just wasn't a lot of people available. Um, they're saying 60 plus days out for surgery and the growths were exponentially increasing uh, in a 30 day period. So adding 60 plus days to that doesn't seem like it would be uh, advantageous for his well-being. So no. I put out a shout out on uh, Facebook. I got it connected through some wonderful friends of ours and they they tried their best to help me and they just couldn't there just was no options available and just when i thought all was lost i got a call back from the washington state university veterinary hospital they had a cancellation this coming monday so by the time you guys all hear this he would have had the surgery and hopefully is doing well in which case i'll be updating uh our our accounts with that information so he goes in here soon they are going to do some extensive testing to kind of rule out cancer. Cause if it's cancer, then they have a different approach just like they do with humans. And yeah, I'm trying not to think about it too much. Anytime surgery is involved, there's always risk. There's also a recovery period that we have to be careful of. And we have two young puppies that he has grown quite attached to, which I didn't think was going to happen for at least six months. And it happened in less than three weeks. So That just goes to tell you like how precious this dog is and how much he enjoys just life and like being active. So it's going to be a little bit harder for him to do, but he'll, he'd be in good company because Bonbon, our puppy has a shattered upper jaw, uh, not related to our care well-being. That was something done prior to us getting him. So we'll have two cone heads and one rambunctious little guy running around between the two of them. So it should be a very interesting, I'm trying to, to stay positive and, um, you know, I'll be glad to take any of your prayers. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's cool. So 
but what I mean, so I think it's awesome about Max, but what else is going on? I mean, and there's got to be some other things. I mean, so we know that Max is going to be great. We already right. know this. So yeah. Uh, well, I have a new job, which I think I've already discussed before. So I'm project manager for a nonprofit organization here in the Pullman, Washington area. And I just as a random fun shenanigans, my wife and I have been talking about getting a Nintendo switch for like, I don't know, a year or two. And we finally bought it today. We just decided, you know what? We're likely going to be in a, pen- a, a pandemic shutdown again, because so many assholes are not getting their vaccines and getting together in large parties, Chicago, not fan of you guys right now. Anyway, there's no kidding. A very good chance that we're going to go back into some form of a shutdown. And we've already read a lot of our books and played a lot of our games. We're like, yeah, let's do something different. And there's a game on there called Ring Fit, which is like an exercise game. And so we decided that we would challenge each other with that. And then there's a few other games that we picked up to go with it. So she's currently downstairs yelling at the TV because she doesn't understand what an L2 and L1 is on her controller. And so she's yelling at the TV about it. It's kind of funny. Okay, so do you need to stop and go explain to her or is she okay? I did. I was like L means left and it's talking about the two buttons at the top of your index okay. finger, trigger finger area. Okay. She's like, "Oh, right." Like she she knew it, it just wasn't quite clicking in that moment because she was focused oh. on another thing. It was just it was funny. Uh so I just I left her down there with all the dogs to come here uh to be here with everybody today so we'll see how she fares if, she, if i hear any screaming i might have to take off for a second that works it's completely understandable and desiree i get where you're coming from i understand <laughs> so. so with that we, we're purging a lot of stuff we have a lot of uh video game consoles i've I inherited some of my brother's I'm keeping some games that I know were his favorite but the systems themselves I'm not going to hold on to so i have a a 360 and a Wii that I'm getting rid of. So I'm currently got those all boxed up for donation and cleared out a bunch of old movies and things that we're not going to watch. Cause even in a pandemic shutdown, we're not going to watch these movies again. Um, Even if we lost like Wi-Fi, we probably wouldn't watch some of those movies again. Um, But we did find like four boxes of books in our garage recently that we haven't read. Love books. I yes, yes. There's a there's a new book that I'm reading, and it's um, I'm trying to blank on it right now, but it's it's a got a has queer characters in it. Um, something about like like violins. Like I can't. I'm doing no justice to this at all. Are you saying violence or violins? Violins. I'm having a they're like protégés, like violin violinists. Okay. uh, (laughs) Okay. I mean, I had a real Gilda Radner moment. Those of you who are older will understand that <laughs> reference. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. There's a couple of books that we picked up, and a couple of audio books that we picked up because that—that's just where we are. We have downloaded music and books and movies. We picked up some more games that we can do two, two to four people, just because we are prepared for a shutdown. Yes, we have plenty of toilet paper, but honestly, it comes down to like just at home entertainment at this point. So that's oh, no that's kidding. That's the big that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it as of right now. I mean, I got a lot of great little things going on, you know, guard, you know, working in the garden and going through and purging old stuff and 
getting things cleaned out and ready for winter, which I know is still a ways away, but you know, I only have a little bit of time here and there to, to get those things done. That's about it. What about, what about you? I know that you had uh, some motorcycle experience. How's that going? Uh, that's going good. But before I forget, I wanted to talk about our wonderful listener, Mitzi Widows. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who has um, been one of our first and biggest supporters. And, Thank you, um, Mitzi. And she is, she's been amazing. We did have at uh, one point, a blanket statement was made that the only thing we were going to listen to was Spotify. Cause that's the only place that had our queer conundrum on their site, which was true at the time. Since then, uh, our queer conundrum is on everything in particular, what Mitzi's talking about is Amazon music, but mm-hmm. it's on Pandora. It's on tuned in. It's, um, we're on so many mind. platforms and every time yeah, there's so many, yeah. out, we just, I, I make an effort to go out there and file for our podcast to be listed on there. But at this point, we're on just about yeah. any platform you can you can get your podcast downloaded from. So. so I want to make sure to thank you, Missy, for making sure to point that out and making sure to let people know that, yes, we are on all sorts of ways to listen now. Yes. Again, we always say if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, because that's the big one. That's it the one the... that seems to count. Mm-hmm. And it actually infers so, what a good amount of the other pl- platforms do look at those ratings as part of uh, how they rate on their system. So it helps with the feedback on for multiple platforms. I will say I have another shout out to a listener. Of course. Because uh, I have another one too. So Do you? <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So I actually had an opportunity to meet this <laughs> listener. Their name is Katie. And they're... Uh, heteronormative in their sixties. She, her, hers pronouns sitting down with me with some, some beveraging and asked, how do you as a queer person, is that, is that even the right way to say that? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. So let me just get the question out. Okay. And I was just like, <laughs> thinking, you're so sweet. She's trying so hard. She's like, do you, or people like you prefer to be, recognized or accepted? And I said, yes. And she's like, huh? I'm like, I mean, really it's both, but if we had to choose it accepted would be the form of recognition that I would ask for. She's like, well, it's just so confusing because there's so many, there's so many ways to identify and there's so many ways to do, you know, to address the issues. And I just, I just don't know, like, what do you want me to do as a heteronormative human being? Like, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, have the conversation, just talk to people about it because them knowing where you come from allows them the opportunity to kind of ask themselves question or maybe feel comfortable asking you a question. It, 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 it takes the conversation from like being this secretive what's going on and to a, to a format where we can all have an open conversation about, about other human beings and I, I said, acceptance really is for me. And I don't know about you, Gary. So I am curious about what you would have said in that situation. Is it recognition or acceptance? Yeah, I'm going to, believe it or not, folks, I'm going to agree with Holly in the fact that to me, it's kind of all wrapped up in one. You, mm-hmm. you can't have recognition unless, unless there's acceptance, unless you're giving bad recognition. Right. So to me, it's kind of all wrapped up in one. So I appreciate her asking that question. Yes. But I want it all, damn it. She uh, was listening to one of our episodes where uh, I believe it was, uh, I was talking about a camping trip and how 
there was our friends, kids were there playing and there's like other campsites that had kids that come over and they wanted me to teach them how to make a bow and arrow or to, to make fire from like, by using a stick and, you know, and whittling out a fire and stuff like that. And I, how I felt very nervous and unsafe because of just how people have treated the individuals in the queer community. It's like, if they found out I'm gay, are they going to be upset that their, their kids are talking to me? Is there going to be accusations? Do, I, I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid that someone's going to try to take my company from me. And um, just that conversation that we had had in a previous podcast. And she said she spent five days. She was just up. She couldn't sleep for like almost five days. And she just could not wrap her head around the fact that that is still going on because she was raised in a community, Seattle, Washington, in a community where people were just accepted. It wasn't a conversation. No one talked about it. It was just, yeah, that person's probably queer. It's fine. It's whatever. To a point now where someone she knows directly has has had these feelings or have had these conflicts and has gone out now and asked other people in her in her inner circle and come to find out there are other people who have experienced those fears and she's just dumbfounded. And so she wants to know what can she do as a, as a woman, as a heteronormative white woman, like what can she do? And I said, that's a really good question. I'm going to ask Gary and I'm going to ask our listeners what, what, what do you think we should do? I would love to hear what you have to say now, Gary. And then I'd love for anyone listening to hit us up on, inst- on Instagram or Facebook. And again, I think it just, for me, it gets down to uh, making sure that people know how normal we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it gets down to. Um, I, I want people to, so I want to be recognized. I want to be recognized for being a queer man. I want to be recognized for being a married queer man. But what I think it really gets down to is I want people to realize how fucking boring I am <laughs> on a normal night. Until you got night, a motorcycle. Until you got a motorcycle. Well, yeah. You were so boring. And we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, That's still pretty boring right now. Let me tell you what. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just really it. And it's funny that leads into one of one of the, one of the people I wanted to do a shout out to also yeah. is uh, Jen, who um, is uh, one of my Twitter friends who I've made and she's becoming a good friend. We've done a couple, uh, we've exchanged phone numbers. We've talked now on phone. We've had a FaceTime with each other, stuff like that. And, um, where, where we're going for the, our vacation this year is Washington DC area. And that's where she lives. Oh, cool. And it's funny. So I get a hold of where this is leading is I get a hold of, um, an Airbnb. We're looking at this Airbnb place. Mm-hmm. And the first that I asked, I go, I, you know, I want to find out because I want it in writing kind of thing always. So um, is this, is this a queer friendly establishment? Because my, my husband, and I want to know that we feel safe. You know, this is just right. how you do stuff, you know? Right. And her response back kind of almost pissed me off. And I'm not sure I'm going to go with her or not because she goes, well, of course, where we are, we are in the gay district, but where, but where are they not queer friendly anymore? And I'm like sitting there going, real. I, my, where are going, we not? How do I even res- yeah, where, 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 where do you want me to start? Friendly? Alphabetical order? Yeah. Or just I know. a political? So it really, it really, I'm sitting there going, 
I don't know if I want to go with her just because of that kind of laissez-faire attitude. It was just, it really bothered me. So I think I, that speaks I'm trying to kind of to what Katie was saying is like, she yeah. is in, she was in an isolated area, Seattle, yeah. Washington. But this is Washington. This is, but why, well, I guess maybe Washington DC, I get that too, where, yeah, it's, it's probably, it's very if you're not outside that and you're not looking outside that and you're not aware of it, you just, you get, you get locked. That's why people should travel. And that's why we need to have conversations is because yeah. just because it's maybe finding your population of 30,000 or 150,000 people may not be the same on the other yeah. side of a state state line. Like it could be very different yeah. and it can change over a period of time. And that was what she was realizing. She's like, I just, I mean, we were more focused on whether or not we were accepting people of color. Every time we had a, a person of color in school, everybody would jump on board trying to be their best friend. To the point, I yeah. felt like they were running away and stopped coming to school because that so many of us wanted to be their friends because there was just so few color, you know, people of color at that point. And yeah. I was like, "Wow, it just it is just very interesting how we get kind of stuck in our own like communities and not realize there are there are legitimate cult communities out there that are they're dealing with this." So maybe that's their maybe that's their case. Maybe that just you by asking that getting, question has caused them to think about it a little bit more. Hopefully, I hope so. But I'm thinking she lives in Washington D.C. We just went through the Trumpster, and if that didn't bring up questions, you know, and she's right there. But anyway, so it's just I'm literally going back and forth where I really want to stay at this place now. So that's mm-hmm. um, one more thing is I it, this I, I shout out to my um, to my dad and stepmom. They don't listen to this, but um, their dog of four years, uh, her name is Queenie, passed away suddenly. And I'm my heart goes out to them. Oh. So I just want to, I'm feel very, I just found that out today. And so I'm, I'm so feel sorry. Very, very, yeah, very sweet dog. And mm. well, I mean, what dog isn't sweet? You know, if they're not sweet, it's because they've got a fucker for a master. So it's, so I, I feel very, I, my heart goes out to them right now. And even yeah. though, they're both Trumpsters. I still love them dearly. You so, know, I still but, love, I still love our Trumpsters. I could yeah. disagree with people. I just, I stop disagreeing with them when it comes to the point of hurting others yeah. and taking people's rights away. Anyway, that's a whole nother and, podcast we could get into. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, and so, so really what's going, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say what's going on with, with me right now is, so uh, I, I, Trying to get a helmet has been just an interesting battle, I will call it. So I finally had to drive to Montrose over the weekend because in this inn where I live, doesn't no, none of these places are open on the weekends. Montrose, which is an, almost an hour and a half away, has several motorcycle shops that are open all weekend long. And I'm down there and I'm saying, oh, well, so I finally find a motorcycle home I like that's safe. And Jesus Christ, I did not realize how I haven't ridden a motorcycle in so many years. Freaking almost $300 I pay for a motorcycle helmet. But, you know, that's Jesus Christ. That just, but yeah. it's for my safety. So I'm good. So I, I, I got a really good one from Consumer Reports. I looked at all the shit. So, but anyway, did you, did so you go I got with a the helmet. showy? Um, the showy, what do you mean? Uh, it's a type of, it's a type of helmet. If you, if that, if you ask that question, oh, no. the answer is a no, no, no. I went with one that, um, I had a consumer report with it. That was, uh, and I can't remember the name of it now, but I, I, so I got that one. I, and of course 
I wanted because my bike is blue, but I could not get a one that was in blue because my head is extra large and the only blue they had was in a medium. So it was even, I couldn't even use Vaseline to make it fit. So, um, so I got this really cool black helmet and I got some black gloves. And so then I got back up and then I got it started, but I could not get the fucking thing in gear. Oh, it kept slipping out of gear. And so then I finally got a hold of Tom and he goes, Oh yeah, that happens occasionally. Here's what you have to do. And I go, and I appreciate that he's letting me know now. I wish he would let me know before because I was freaking out completely. But you know, so I had an actually you probably just didn't remember as all. Yeah, hey, oh yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I get it. You know, you you and so he told me I just have to rock it and it'll go into gear. Like, oh okay, cool. So then today, um, so that was yesterday, but I felt such relief to get that. Oh, before I'm gonna you know, me and my side issues. So before I go off more of that. So while there too, I said, Hey, by the way, I would love to get my, uh, motorcycle down here for you to look at just to, you know, get it, get it all recalibrated because you know, it's, and it's a lot higher elevation, all this stuff. Again, they don't, uh, they only do, they don't do street bikes. So I finally found a place. Yeah. So I finally found a place that will take care of street bikes in a town called Delta which is an hour and a half away. So Montreux is about an hour and 15, Delta is an hour and a half. So, and I also then found just because I went to this wonderful bike shop, I found also a place in Delta, which is closer than Grand Junction that I can uh, take my motorcycle safety class. And so that made me feel so much better. So a lot, so I'm getting things done slower than what I wanted to, but I'm getting things done. So that that's making me happy. Um, and then uh, today I was going to ride, but then of course today, and I know you're, when I say this, you're going to hate me for bitching about this. <laughs> it's been raining. It's been raining all day here. Oh. So I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> I know you guys have a lot of smoke issues, terrible heat. And our high today was like, I think we hit 65 maybe. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, thank you, man. Yeah. We, just, we finally dropped below a hundred, but the smoke index is 165 plus which is not good (laughs) not good at all so i don't want to complain to people who i know a lot of people in washington listen to our podcast and so it's not a complaint i just wasn't able to go out and ride because it's been raining all day long sure sure i don't want even smart not to ride unless you are fully comfortable yeah Um, i'm i'm being way too very nerdy on safety but that's just dean's even like going gary get out and do this i go no dean i'm not these are just certain things i'm not going to do till I have the stuff I need. And so he's, but you know, that's me, you know, I I have to be extra cautious on everything. So doing all that, um, my job is going great. Um, I actually had the weekend off, which was nice. Uh, we had a wedding on Thursday, which was, it was nice to be at a wedding where there was no alcohol involved Mm -hmm. and I'm a drinker. Don't I'm not saying that, but it was just nice. It was, a very nice, calm, respectful event that was over by nine o'clock. And so it was just this nice, it was just nice and calm. Everybody was, there was no dramas that happened because of people drinking. So like that. So just a very nice, calm, very classy wedding. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, getting really enjoying um, talking to clients about, about doing, whatever event they're doing. So I know it's funny because now uh, you listen to I'm sure how Holly's explained in a lot of ways, Holly and I are kind of on the, in the same page in our 
our respective jobs right now. Mine deals more with the food side of it and hers deals more with bringing people to the event space, mm-hmm. which she's at. But it's just we're both sort of in that same area of trying to, that we both enjoy talking to our, our customers and, and finding out their needs and pricing things right. I know that's nerdy, but I love the pricing of things right. So, but, Me too. I so, like working things yeah. out so that we everybody is happy and yeah and i love like staying there and seeing the not all the time but i generally like to stay there and see the event just take off and and just know like oh yeah my skills helped make this happen yeah so i'm I'm enjoying all that i'm tired now because it's weird weird hours but i'm enjoying it i have to say um and so other than that right now um everything's going really great um i thought we could get into where we're going today and yeah. our, our main topic. Our, what is our main topic today? Today, we are going to be talking about the new it nerd, Ezra Miller. <laughs> Do you like that? The it nerd? Because it's it kind of true. Yeah, it is kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Ezra officially came out as queer in 2012 and more recently told people they identify not as he or she and actually barely identify as human. Ezra has finally said they prefer they, them as pronouns, which I love that and barely identifies as human. I love that. So um, a little history to start off with Ezra Miller, because those of you who have listened to this show before know I love my history. I nerd (laughs) out on history. So today I get a nerd out on history. And I get a nerd out on Harry Potter stuff, and I get a nerd out on DC Universe. So I'm oh really kind gosh, of. Oh my gosh, trifecta! I know I might have a mini hard on going on. I'm just saying, but who okay. knows? So you know, Gross. nobody has to know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, give us the history on 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 Ezra. Ezra Miller was born on September 30th, 1992, which makes them turning 29 this year. Ezra was born in Wyckoff, New Jersey. I'm hoping I pronounced that right, folks. If not, I just learned how to pronounce New Jersey. <laughs> so, you got um, part of it. Yeah. And also, since it seems to be a huge topic on the internet, Ezra is Caucasian with a Jewish heritage. Uh, it's, for some reason, a big thing. People all over you are out. They either keep asking if, he, if, if Ezra is Hispanic or Asian. I'm I'm looking at Ezra and I wouldn't get that from any of those. But you know, no, he's Caucasian. And it shouldn't matter, but there you go. Okay. So and those of you who've watched in his, his shows, you wouldn't guess this, or I didn't. He's five foot eleven inches. I, I would not have guessed he was that tall. In my mind, I think he's shorter than that. So like, interesting. Yeah. So um He's actually an inch taller than me, and I would not have guessed that. So um, he has dark brown hair. And at the age of almost 29, he is reported net worth is $3 million. Okay. I'm a little jealous. Just, you know, I have to say this right now. So, <laughs> um, Ezra comes from a fairly artistic background. His mother was a modern dancer and his father works for a publishing business. So those two things, you you almost get where he came from. 
Ezra also has two older sisters. I really couldn't find out much information on them. So my guess is they don't want a lot of information put out. So I didn't try too hard. But he, sure. but uh, they do have two older sisters. Since being a child, Ezra has wanted to be a performer. Ezra trained as an opera singer and was in a premier production of the opera White Raven at New York, at New York's Metropolitan Opera and also a member of the New York's Metropolitan Children's Chorus. So they're a singer, and I had no clue. So that's really cool. I'd love to hear some of their singing. You know why they went into opera? No, I couldn't find out anything other than the fact that... that, that so that a little they... bit of influence from oh, cool. Thank mom, you. but they basically had a stutter. And he wanted to work through that stutter. And one of the ways they, that he went, he achieved that was to sing. They went, they, they achieved that. Yeah. I will say that Ezra doesn't mind. Uh, he, he, his, him pronouns. It, he prefers so, they, and, them, then. But so if you look at, I, I'm going to disagree with you a minute on this one. I'm sorry. But okay. if you look, I was looking at a very recent article that that's how they used to feel. Oh. That was really has come out. That's and so I was trying to. I tried to stay from Wikipedia this time. So this is where I bet you got some of your information that I wish I would have looked at. And I was trying to stay away from Wikipedia for that reason. So, sure. Yeah. I see. just read Vanity Fair and a few. I mean, okay. I read quite a few articles yeah. for the last like week or so on the subject. But oh no, that's I great. I missed that so one. See, so I appreciate you clarifying. Thank you. Yeah. No. So that's just yeah. This is a very recent article that came out in the last literally six months, and sure. they have come out saying that they really that's their There's more of an that's their pronouns I yeah respect that thank you yeah. oh yeah no problem that's what we're here for we listeners holly and i learn literally as the podcast is going on sometimes it's <laughs> wonderful so um did uh, did you say anything more about their older sisters at all or i didn't not? either i felt the okay. same and i didn't want to yeah. dive into it i felt like yeah. if it wasn't really that easy to find and really wasn't a big subject matter in this case for for Ezra I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna try yeah. to dig it up yeah and so I just yeah that was kind of me too I thought they you know they must really want to keep their lives quiet so I didn't get into it so um so Ezra is not the best poster child for uh staying in school uh, Ezra decided to leave school at the age of 16 dropped out of high school because they had a dream where Beethoven came to them and told them to drop out. So, of course, we'd never hear of them again. But, of course, that's not true because we wouldn't be doing a podcast about them if we had never heard of them again. Right. So, I mean, it's like, um, I'm sure that, I'm sorry, Desiree, your name's going to come up in this one a lot. So, I'm sure Desiree, with her chosen profession, that must kill her a little bit to know that this person who dropped out of high school at a young age when they first legally could has now become a multimillionaire. <laughs> so, you know, you know she, say, I, she supports people following the passion yeah. and she also understands that yes, school is important. She's an educator for those of you who don't know, um, but also understands that there is, more than one way to achieve happiness in life. And it's not always having this full educational background. And if I'm wrong, I will correct myself in the next part. Oh, I, that sounds like Desiree. I can't imagine yeah. her not saying that really. So um, dropped out of high school because of a dream. I'm going to say if my daughter would have tried that truck on me, I would have told, go to your room. 
<laughs> but still, <laughs> I, I, you know, I appreciate that they have shown where they have, where they're able to go. They went to. So um, I'm not going to get into all the movies that they have been in. Um, Ezra has appeared, has appeared in movies and in television, but got their critical claim for the movie. We need to talk about Kevin. Holly, have you seen this movie? No, I didn't even know this movie existed until oh, I, I know. I know. I perks of being a wallflower wallflower. Yes. Also a good book. Um, I, I read the synopsis. I'm like, I do need to check this out. I haven't, I haven't heard of it. Until it's, now. it's, a, I'm, I'm going to say it's not the movie I'm reviewing today. It's a very good, very, very good movie. But anybody who watches this movie needs to be in a happy place when they watch it and know that they are good in their life because it is a very depressing, hard movie to watch. And a lot of that is because of Ezra's performance in the movie. It um, it took me, I'm going to say it took me two days to watch it. I watched the first half of it and go, okay, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to go have a glass, nice glass of wine. And, and this is a couple of years ago, you know, so I watched it. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. And then I'm going to go have a nice glass of wine. And I'm going to look at pictures of cute puppies and bunnies. And I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. It's a very hard movie to watch. I think it's a very good movie, but a very mm-hmm. hard movie to watch. That's kind of the impression I got from some of the reviews. Yeah, so yeah. it's, yeah. So it's an amazing movie. And I get why, I got all, why they got all the critical acclaim they did. The next movie that I am going to talk about is the one you just talked about is, uh, Perks of being the perks of being a wallflower, which as I was watching it, I can't remember if I was in my late forties or early fifties. Um, and all I can think about, I want these people as my friends. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> I I love that movie and a very sweet movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, what did you think of that movie? It sounds like when you loved. So yeah, I actually I read the book first. And then I I watched the film and I honestly I don't remember the film because I the book I was just remember reading the book. Yeah, um, I've been there. I get yeah, it. like I I felt good about it. I didn't feel like they did a crap job. In that you know sometimes that happens. Yeah, but I I don't know. I thought it was good. The novel was uh, God. The novel had only been out for like maybe I think ten years or something before they made a movie, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, just seemed like rather sudden, but also we're like, I don't know how books get picked to be a movie. I well, just don't know how that happens. Like who makes these decisions, but well, yeah. I can go the nerd. You want me to go nerdy for a minute on you on this whole part of it. I, oh, I yeah, don't sure. figure with this. So through the years, it almost immediately was optioned become a movie. And through the years, different actresses were attached to, to that role. Oh my God. And I've lost her name. Emma. Watson. No. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. yeah Emma, Emma Watson, Watson. Mm-hmm. who finally went attached to it and stuck with it, and they they finally were able to get the rest of the cast around her. But it's all because of Emma that that movie got made. Other ones would go, "Oh, that sounds." Anne Hathaway was attached to it at one point. Um, a lot of people, but it's you have to be a certain age, and boy, if you age out of that one, and usually you can't get movies made that quick. It takes you know two to five years to get a movie made from a book. And so you have to be careful. They start aging out. So if anything yeah. happened, if the writer just um, wasn't, you know, the writer of the movie wasn't going the way I want to, 
you know, that things change or that the actor would find another role that they liked. And so they were doing that instead. So Emma, Emma was one who finally made it happen and, and they moved forward with it. And I personally, I thought, and I did not read the book, but wow, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing that part. So I loved what she did with it. So, um, and Ezra, Ezra was good in that movie too, but they were not the main focus in that movie. So, but it was, I thought it was a, did a really good job. But to me, Oh, let's talk about Kevin. Jesus Christ. So, um, which leads into um, where uh, Ezra is now part of sci-fi, fantasy, nerdgasm history for the rest of their lives. Pretty much. Uh, They're going to probably get into in this type cast. Yeah, it's, it's, I, and I hope it doesn't happen because personally, I think that they are a good actor. Mm-hmm. Act, I'm going to say actor. I'm not sure how, but they yeah. are a good actor. Uh, so I hope not, but I, it wouldn't shock me because I will say I've actually never watched Fantastic Beast movies. But oh. unless I, I know, doesn't that shock you? Yeah, it, just it's a really, little bit. Yeah. I know, I know. But um, it just, whenever they came out, it, I would be doing something else or like in the past I was doing plays and, and shit like that. So I've never watched it, but I promise my listeners, it'll be one of the first things I, uh, I'll get caught up on. Um, but yeah, something, but again, like I, I, I say here, but if I personally have never seen the fantastic beast movies, but you would have had to be living under a rock, not to know anything about it. I mean, it's just, there's, um, so I have not seen those, uh, movies, so I, I can't comment on them a lot of the fact that I know the fans went crazy for them. Now, the DC Universe of Movies is another story. Mm-hmm. I go against the mass majority of people, but I love this series better than the Marvel Universe because I think they've actually developed the individual characters better. I think there's a little bit darker tone to some of it. I think that they just have, I it really content. I think they've developed the characters more. That being said, I don't feel that way about the Aquaman movie. That was to me a terrible, terrible movie, but, but a big part of it is terrible, terrible movie. Um, I feel and like they the jumped ma- the shark a little bit and they missed a few things. They could have taken some time to develop on. Yeah. I was so thrilled. Don't get me wrong, folks. I was so thrilled. They have a person of color playing the part. I'm glad they didn't pick this white, blonde, blue-eyed person who, to me, that never fit who Aquaman was. So I appreciate that completely. I love that part of it. I just thought it was stupid. I thought how they handled everything was terrible. Um, but uh, but one of the main reasons that I love the DC Universe right now is I love Ezra's version of The Flash. Mm-hmm. He's uh, They still have the jolly gee whiz aspect of it but i love that he threw in the ad lib line about being jewish and so now first of all he's that they have made that flash jewish just because of his ad lib line they kept in Mm -hmm. so that's a huge difference in in the dc universe but i also believe they have added quite a depth to who the flash is and i can't personally wait until the movie comes out where he is the star of it i want Mm -hmm. to see that um Mm -hmm. so i will so that's the big thing there i do believe that 
in the whole DC universe. I've loved all the movies. I've particularly loved him in those movies. Sorry, I particularly loved them in those movies. Um, but another thing that I'm assuming you know, Holly, since you've done some reading up on that, which I appreciate, Ezra also is somewhat of a fashion plate. Yeah. And a cutting edge fashion plate. Yeah, I did not um, realize how, I mean, I've heard of, heard about them doing this, but I was looking mm-hmm. at some of the images and I'm like, damn, very, very talented. And just rock, some of those looks, you really have to own it and rock it. You can't half-ass it. And so actually on this note, I do have a couple pictures that we will go pick up on our website along with this article that we give to uh, Colin, who's our new person and our new web page guru. <laughs> and so <laughs> that uh, we'll want to put up with there because they have a very unique, and I mean that in the best way, fashion sense. I love the. There's a one point where they're wearing a, a a full skirt with a crop top and looks sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I love the choice of nail polish, and I love that they create this buzz when they go to awards events or when they when they go to movie premier, premieres or the Oscars or the Golden Globes. I love what they bring to the table. It's just nice to see people of the younger generation. That's not my group of people who are, are taking away the boundaries of what is acceptable for perceived men and women to wear. And I right. love that aspect. Right. So, um, so really, honestly, it seems like every Buddy loves Ezra. Well, that is until Holly. Yeah. You want to take over this part? So <laughs> I when I was looking into this conversation, kind of was brought to my attention a bit of a controversy that, that Ezra has going on right now. I couldn't help but be reminded of Robert Downey Jr. Now, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's good. Had a huge drug addiction, was a dick, was terrible to people on set, terrible to family, uh, just a whole bunch of shit this dude was doing and should have been locked up, should have been fired, should not be making millions, should have lost everything based off of their behavior. And long story short, they were given a choice. They made some choices. They're still... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. still says that they're in recovery. Uh, and it's been years since then. But since being, getting clean and getting their shit together, they have done some of the most amazing performances in movies that are my all-time fave. And I can't help but wonder, is, is that Ezra? Is that going to be Ezra 10 years from now? Are we going to see this controversy and perhaps even learn a little bit more about what's going on behind the curtains. Cause we don't know everybody's life. We see a, f- a fraction of a moment of somebody's life and it's so easy to throw judgment and tweets and all that at, at individuals when you see things because you think, you know, what's going on. And what I'm talking about in particular is he is, excuse me, they are seen attacking one of their fans. So to give a little more reference to that, Ezra frequents a bar in Ireland when they are 
on set or traveling or whatever. They frequent a, a particular establishment in Ireland and they're out with some friends and some of the, I guess that some, some fans show up or just are there or whatever. I'm not sure, you know, which one is which, but they get pushy. They get, it, it, they really start getting in their bubble and make it, things start to escalate. The bar asks Ezra to leave, Ezra leaves. And then there's a, a short film. It's like 30 seconds. This woman wearing a turtleneck sweater comes up to Ezra, arms out wide and, and trying to be all big, like, what's up? Like, let's go. Like, kind of like pats their chest and then throws their arms out. Big smile on their face. And you hear Ezra say, you want to fight? You want to fight? Very kind of mellow toned. Says that. Grabs her by the neck. Pushes them into a trash can. And then you see them bring their other hand back and around behind her shoulder as still holding her throat lowers her to the ground. Now, the way it's been worded is that Ezra grabs a woman by the throat and slams her to the ground or throws her to the ground. But I see a second hand back there that's supporting and not pulling one. She's smiling the entire time it's happening. So I have two different takes on this, and I'm going to share both of them. I will preface this now. I do not condone violence against another human being. I do not think that Ezra was in the right, even if this was a staged thing or not. Do not believe this was appropriate behavior of an adult or of anyone else. Yes, Ezra may have been under the influence. Yes, Ezra may have been get, being accosted by a group of people, and we only caught a 30-second clip of a result of that. Ezra has not, to date, over a year later, has not made a comment or a statement of any kind about the incident, nor has the supposed victim, nor has anyone else who was a witness to that situation, because there's clearly other people in that video. No one has said anything about what had happened other than, Yes, it was a serious altercation, and it looks like there might have been it might have escalated. <sighs> okay. This looks to me like it was staged. However, nothing else has come from it, so I can't say that definitively, nor would I unless they said it themselves. She's smiling the entire time that they're being the his hand goes their hand goes around their throat and they're they're lower to the ground. Smiling the entire time. They're not screaming. There's no yelling. There was no resistance. Um, not saying that's a cond that's a condoned behavior because it's not. That should never be okay. And then the, and then we hear nothing else. We hear nothing else that's going on. So a part of me thinks maybe this was stage. The other part of me thinks this is a, a young individual who was under the influence, who may have felt threatened by that individual, that woman coming, coming at him. And maybe something had already happened. Maybe another physical altercation had happened before the camera was turned on. And they felt like that was what they needed to do. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm going to say that you're walking away from the situation and you walked back into it. You could, should have kept walking away. Um, so I, I just, mm, so many things about it. At this point, it's over a year later. Nothing has been said. There's been no charges, no lawsuits. No, nothing's come from that. They haven't been fired from any of their shows, movies, um, which is kind of what I was thinking. Like maybe they're trying to get out of a contract somewhere and they were hoping that this controversy would allow them to get kicked off of a contract. I don't know. I, uh, I just, I do not, 
I, first of all, do not condone physical violence against anyone, especially women, but just in general against anyone. Um, to put that aside, I will kind of say, you know, what you had said earlier, Gary, I think they're the best actor for Flash. <laughs> I know that seems like a shit thing to say after this conversation, but uh, they're a phenomenal actor. I think they have that potential to be Robert Downey Jr. I think that if... There is a situation here uh, where Ezra needs to get some anger management or has some sort of punitive response to their behavior uh, that they're able to um, ask for forgiveness and move on from that and, and hopefully continue to, well, who we hope to be good human being uh, will continue to do some great pieces of work. Gary, what do you think? Um, I honestly agree with you. I, first of all, Great job on that, Holly. Great job. Um, I do know that, I mean, looking at all this, and again, neither of us, we're both very nonviolent people. So I want to, you know, really state this, but I honestly, from my perspective, it seems that the main people who are keeping this alive are the ones that wanted the, the other Flash to to take over the role. They were very disappointed that uh, Grant Gustin, who is yes. Flash on the CW. This, yeah, the CW Flash. Yeah. And Which so I understand. I do get that. Yeah, what, I get it. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't get the part. I don't understand everything behind the scenes, but you already have this active TV show with this actor already performing the role. The only thing I could think of is maybe they could have been released from contract or they just didn't quite fit the director's take on what they wanted to do. I, you know, that's what my thought is, is that, is that they have, um, that the director, the writers, producers, everybody wanted a different take. And Ezra's performance has been a very different take than any of the flashes I've ever seen mm-hmm. in the movies, in, in the comic books. So that's my, I think that's a perfect guess, Holly, is that I do believe that's what they're trying to do is just have a new flash. And in, and I, I watch it because I watch the CW shows, they have on the one of the Crisis of Infinite Earths, um, the most recent one, Ezra appears as a Flash from another Earth. Mm-hmm. So they took care of the issue right then and there, saying he's another Flash from another Earth. They just, you know, he appeared on it, had like a 30-second cameo, and I thought they handled it really well. And really, I got to say that everything they've said about Grant, Gustin, He's been very supportive of Ezra having the role, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I have heard nothing that says he's not supportive of it. So, and granted, I'm sure that's partly business, but and again, folks, remember what I just said: it's show business. It's not show. Let's all love each other. It's a business, it and is. so there's a lot of things that go to that we don't know. Again, I want to reiterate what Holly was saying: I don't condone violence, so I have no idea where this was all where where th- this could go. But I agree with Holly. I. I think it's been made much bigger than it was because I just the little bit I looked at it, I had to look for stuff now. It wasn't mm-hmm. it really the most thing I found was on Twitter, people who were still complaining about the fact that, and it's gotten worse. You know, I looked at the video too. It's gotten worse where people are talking about how he beat this woman. And there's not, you know, again, it's not, I'm not, I condoning. wouldn't say it was a beating. But I would say, yes, it's a physical no, altercation and where yeah. it was overreacted. 
and both parties are wrong and both should be held accountable to their, to their actions. But I really had to look for that information because I'm getting, when I was looking into this, I, there was a lot of talk about the, about the, about the new suit, about the new flash uniform Oh, and about how uh, in the filming, Ezra is wearing this suit with all these markers on it because it's going to be CG'd in. And um, yeah. it, not in every screenshot, but at least in a good portion of it, he's wearing he's wearing something else. And there's been a lot of hints being dropped about the 2020 production or tw- sorry, 2022 production. And I was like, obviously, everybody is moving on. There was a rumor that back in uh, this last April 2021 that Ezra was going to have an interview and talk about. And in that interview, talk about this situation that had taken place in Ireland. Uh, there, there's nothing. There's no interviews that I have found in written was, or in video was form. Was it Ireland or ice? Was it Ireland or Iceland? Oh gosh, I think it was Iceland. Mm. <laughs> it was Iceland. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So no. That's anyhow, a, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, the other Ireland. Don't shoot me. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other I place. <laughs> the other I. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. uh yeah, I just I think that this is something that may not get resolved or if it does, it's I'm not really sure exactly how it will come out. It may come out with some other dirty laundry. There might be some other things that are going on with Ezra that we just don't know about. And that's often the case. We have a fraction of a person's life that we see or interact with that and we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes with them. So Hopefully it's nothing more than what has happened and they've already dealt with it. There's repercussions or whatever that is. And just wasn't brought to light for our viewing. Um, And hopefully it doesn't happen again. I will say that there are a lot of people who think Ezra is doing a terrible job as the flash. Not one of those I've stated. Um, If you look at stuff, they, they, they do not believe them as the flash and, um, I honestly, and one of it, one of them is a good friend of mine and, um, we've honestly had to not talk about it because it gets kind of heated sometimes and it's, it's just <laughs> something that, Hey, Hey, we nerds. We, I, we, I just, you know, I would like to be a fly <laughs> on the wall or, or a mini camera somewhere in that, in that conversation, just to watch two grown people get upset over this oh, yeah. i we're just both, think it's, and keep in mind we're both in our 50s and we're talking about this shit okay i'm I not just, saying it's I, pretty i'm not i saying. have <laughs> seen i have been i have bear witness many many times full-grown adults having legit serious conversations about pokemon stats and men maxing out pokemon well that's that's stupid i don't know why people would do that so. ah, <laughs> ah, okay anyway but no, so I mean, so that's there's so there's always going to be people who are unhappy with with whoever is the Flash, and they're going to who or whatever. I mean, you have it with Batman, is. Superman. There's all, I, as oh, yeah, far as I, I know, there's always been some controversy, and I think it's it's just like when you say, okay, well, which one's your best? What's your favorite Star Wars? Yeah. What's your favorite Star Trek? And it's going to usually be one that's close to like that mid twenties when it happened, when it, when you were first exposed and, or when you were first exposed to, oh, yeah. um, there's a, there's a, a love of a first that, that first love as it were, um, that we end up finding some attachment to. And I think that's, 
I think that's true just about anything. And, and that's, you hit the nail on the head with that. That's the big thing. Yeah. So I, no matter what, I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid and Christopher Reeve came out as the new Superman and there was a backlash that nobody should do it because George Reeves, he did that role for seven years and nobody else should, you know, it should just be, it should be him. And, and so, and now he, and now Christopher Reeve is the big Superman. So no matter where mm-hmm. it is, you're going to find people who don't agree with stuff. And uh, since uh, I, I've lost his name, Grant uh, Gustin has done, has done the flash role for seven years now. People are gonna defend him and it's great. I think it's wonderful that there's people and I, and I love the flash. I love that show, but you're going to get people on both sides. So I agree with you, Holly, and I hope we're not proven wrong. I hope they're making a mountain out of a molehill about this whole incident. I really do. I hope it's not near what it's being made out to be. Cause I, that would, I would feel very disappointed learning that Ezra Miller could be that terrible person just because I just, I, I do love his work. Right. Um, all right. I think we've, unless you have something more to add, I think we have I covered that part I of it. I don't have anything yeah. else to add on this. I think we pretty much covered it. I would love yeah. people's uh, take on uh, our earlier conversation about how uh, our listener, Katie, had brought up a question about, you know, do you want, does he want to be recognized? Like as a, a for their example, like I'm a white woman who's married to a man, I'm a wife. Like, do you want to be recognized like that? Or do you want to be accepted? Like, what is it you're looking for? And how can I, as this individual, not part a party to this uh, community of, of the queer community, what do you want me to do? I would love to hear what people have to say about that. Other than that, I think I, I'm just about ready to jump into this queer corner. How about you, Gary? I am more than ready. Excellent. Stick with us. We're going to jump into our queer corner where we share something of pop culture and give you a rundown on queer news. We'll see you soon. Hey, welcome to our queer corner. I have no idea what that was. I'm so sorry for your ears right now. Um, I will try to edit that out. And if you heard it, I didn't. Um, (laughs) welcome to this week's everything you ever wanted to know about lgbtq news but we're afraid to ask this week's leading news comes from the political arena shocker i know two lgbtq advocacy figures are confronting backlash for their connection to the sexual harassment and abuse allegations against the outgoing new york governor andrew como that is roberta kaplan and alfonso david So Roberta Kaplan is best known as the attorney responsible for defeating DOMA and has resigned Monday as chair of the assault survivor charity group called Time's Up because of her alleged involvement in the efforts to discredit Lindsay Boylan, who is the first accuser that came forward against Como. In a statement, she explained saying that I cannot offer a degree of transparency about my firm's matters now being demanded since that would be contrary to my responsibilities as a lawyer. She is being represented by Melissa DeRosa, who also resigned Sunday as the governor's secretary and who the report allegedly played a leading role in the efforts to discredit Boylan as well. Alfonso David, 
The president of the Human Rights Campaign, or HRC, is America's largest LGBTQ advocacy organization. He is also facing calls to resign over a similarly described role in the same situation. David served as Como's chief counsel in 2015 to 2019 and is mentioned a dozen times throughout the report released by the New York Attorney General's office. The report concluded that Como sexually harassed nearly a dozen women and violated the law. Como initially denied any wrongdoing so that he would issue his own report to share his truth, but resigned days later in a sudden and seeming change of heart. Now, David's response, he said that there are multiple inaccuracies that have been circulating and therefore a definite review of the of this report is important. He said in a statement, for instance, I had no knowledge of any inc- incidents of misconduct involving the 11 survivors referenced in the AG report and in fact learned that about these allegations by reading the report. I was directed to overturn any electronic copy of a counseling memo regarding a state employee after I left the state services, which I was legally obligated to do for a former client. As the report makes clear, I was not involved in any public dissemination of that memo, which was in part of a larger physical file, all in the possession of the governor's office. He goes on to say, I was also asked to to sign a letter about the same employee, which I refused to sign and never agreed to circulate it. I did not sign the original letter nor any other letters because it runs counter to my basic principles that I have worked and dedicated my life to. I have been and will always continue to be an ally to survivors everywhere from whom we fight each day. So this story gets a lot more complicated from there. With both of the accusations and the explanations are just fast flying and just feel like they're fancy free and loose with everything's just kind of being thrown out there right now. Uh, so according to a press report, David is facing pressure from the HRC staff to step down. Um, in fact, employees had asked him several times during a recent meeting and it was caught on, on audio. I guess someone had a audio camera on that. And on the day before uh, his meeting with the Attorney General, the report released uh, basically from the HRC Foundation Board uh, have released a report saying that they will be extending David's contract for another five years. The board, however, uh, released a statement Monday morning, um, and that would be the chair of the board, and her name is uh, Morgan Cox. And they basically announced that they are going that they're hiring a outside uh, legal firm called the Sidley Austin LLP to investigate any um, involvement that David has in his actions, and they do take the, the accusations very seriously, which is why they're doing this. They go on to say the investigation will include uh, consideration as to whether or not Alfonso's actions were in line with HRC's missions and values, as well as the professional and ethnic standards. So this, this is a board-led investigation. They do have a time frame on this. They're looking at a 30-day time frame. My guess from my experience is probably in that five-year contract uh, that they have this, this very specific timetable in there. If you want to know some more about this, you can check out the NBC News, nbcnews.com forward slash NBC dash out. Uh, they have a pretty good coverage on uh, these particular events. There's also some good news in the political sector as the LGBTQ Victory Institute released its Out for America 2021 report showing significant gains in the political representation. 
Just under 1,000 LGBTQs officials have been elected nationwide. That is a 70% increase from the past year. Serving at local, state, and national levels, these officials have been instrumental in fighting for, uh, for conversion therapy bans, fighting against anti-trans bills, and advocating for equality and equity throughout the country. Some important takeaways from this report are the LGBTQ elected officials are significantly more racially and ethnically diverse than the overall elected official population, but are still less diverse than the overall U.S. population. So we still got work to do, guys. Uh, white LGBTQ elected officials grew dramatically slower than any other racial and ethnic groups, with black LGBTQ elected officials growing at a faster pace. LGBTQ cis women state legislators surpassed the number of uh, GBQ um, non-cisgender elected officials. LGBTQ people are equitably represented among the mayors of the top 100 cities for the first time with six representatives, but are still underrepresented uh, among the mayors overall and in all other public positions. So despite the recent gains, the LGBTQ people are severely underrepresented among the electrical elected officials and needing to elect 28,106 more to achieve a more equitable representation. So there's still a long way to go, but this report shows that the hardest first steps are already underway. The Victory Institute president and CEO and former Houston mayor, um, Anzi Parker remarked, a moonshot effort to increase our numbers is essential to advancing equity at every level of government. And a large part of this is showing that the LGBTQ people that run that are running for office are our best bet to achieving lasting social change. You can get this full report at thevictoryinstitute.org and you can download that PDF and just read it to your heart's content. You could also check out NBC out. They also have that on their website. So that's nbcnews.com forward slash ABC for uh, dash out. And you can get a little more information on that. In the entertainment news, the Grammy nominated rapper Da Baby was cut from the set list um, August 1st at the Lapalooza Music Festival after crude and homophobic remarks he made at an earlier performance had come to light. And then now viral video he asked members of the audience to shine their self their cell phone flashlights if they didn't show up today with AIDS slash HIV or, or any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that will take that will make you die in two to three weeks he then went on to make other vulgar comments about gay men and women now let's just take a pause here the Lapsalooza festival was fucking ridiculous not Lollapalooza. yes, Palooza. Thank you. They first of all, we're in the middle of a pandemic, people. What the hell? If you go and look at the pictures, don't look at the pictures because it only just infuriates me. I can only imagine what it would do for the rest of us having to deal with the backslash of COVID affecting our lives. Um, just uh, numerous amounts of people in close proximity. Yeah, they're outdoors, whatever, but God. Come on, use some common sense. And then obviously, yeah, this this guy, this guy, he goes on to apologize for his remarks the Monday following the performance and remarks saying that Twitter 
that those living with HIV and AIDS had the right to be upset and that he had no intention of offending anybody. Uh, in response, and despite that apology, the organizers of Lala Labuza, how do you say this, Gary? Lala Palooza. Lala Palooza. Released a statement reading in part that the Lala Palooza was founded on diversity, inclusivity, <laughs> respect, and love. With that in mind, Da Baby will no longer be performing at the Grand Park tonight, which, you know, fine. I mean, it's our this at this by the time you guys listen to this, it's already done. But God, God, come on, man. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. On the flip side of the entertainment news, Grammy winning rapper Lil Nas X is showing us how to be the best kind of troll. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, one who like, so this is a, someone who just uses <laughs> uses their uses their platform. Their power for good. All right. After releasing his most recent video featuring the uh, naked black naked black man dancing in a pink tiled prison shower, he took to Twitter and posted an uncensored version that cut to a like a buffering showerhead shot just as the action heats up. Okay. So the showcasing showcasing his reach. The uncensored video was more than has more than 10 million views on YouTube and continuing to grow and less than the first, you know, just within the first two weeks. The actual official video for the industry has about 7 million views um, as of the time we've done this recording. And the so basically what so why am I sharing this with you? Because because he's not just a social media pro. He's also a gay black man using the internet to promote the very art he needed as a frightened closeted kid growing up. And while his prison video isn't an outrageous fun, it doubles as a fundraiser for the bail project that he has raised uh, over $52,000. And before the release of the, I'm going to pronounce the name of this wrong, but I'm going to try to say it right. The Metro. Monroe, M-O-N-T-E-R-O. He shared an emotional letter to his 14-year-old self. I know we promised to never come out publicly. I know we pro- I promised never to be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret. But this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is, I am. The agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Uh, amen. Amen. You could get more information on this at them.us. Um, do love do love reading them. Them is a great, great website for information. Um, and, and just how truthful is that? Like, I can't imagine being a person of color dealing with a lot of the racial things that people of color have to deal with, but then on top of that, being a gay man and dealing with bottling up all those emotions and the fact that he's taking that platform that he is thriving on and using it as an opportunity to connect with millions of other people that probably feeling the same way. Um, and then sharing that open letter uh, uh, to him, from him to his 14 year old self is just beautiful. Um, if you have any news that you would like to share with me, please let me know, conundrum at conundrum.com. Uh, until then, 
I am going to wrap this news right up and throw it over to Gary to share some share some news of his own. Hi, folks. So up until this episode, my queer corner has been reviewing usually movies or series, um, a book or two. I'm switching that up. For one reason, um, I'm finding, sadly, there aren't a lot of what I would consider good movies out there, and maybe I'm just not catching them. And I thought I didn't mind talking about movies and saying they're bad, but I I, I don't seem to have a taste for it. I can't do it. Um, What I am going to start talking about uh, will be intermixed with, I will be doing uh, some, we're talking about maybe some pipe pop culture icons that are queer friendly, queer allies, uh, maybe some follow-ups to other stories we've done in that realm, even maybe a little bit more of a deep dive into a certain aspect of something we've just talked about on our Queer and Endrum podcast. I will also be spending part of this time from now on talking about my uh, weight loss journey through bariatric surgery. The main reason I will be doing this is because I have found that whenever I put a post on my Twitter and on Facebook about what I'm going through, I've been getting a lot of people sending me private messages, asking more information. Um, And I'm finding out there's a lot of misinformation out there. And granted, like we always talk about, I'm by no means an expert. I will be talking about my personal journey. Um, I mentioned to Holly when I talked about this, going to be switching and doing this, that um, I actually have had a fair amount of people in the queer community, gay men, uh, send me messages about why was I doing this because of how attractive I was as an obese man. And I've had people literally send me messages saying things like they wanted me to lay on top of them because of how heavy I was. They found out a sexual turn on. Um, I've had other people then ask me questions. This one poor person who I literally got in touch with um, an online counseling site that they said they were only 20 pounds overweight. Then how they pick I'm 20 pounds overweight and I can't lose it. How do I do the surgery? I explained to them that they weren't, they did not need that, that they were, they were fine the way they were. Um, and so people understand to even be considered for the surgery, you've had to go through, you have to prove you've gone through numerous attempts with diets and that you're over a hundred pounds overweight and that you have medical conditions. I did this because I was right now I've lost 130 pounds and still will be losing about another 25 pounds. So I was in the 150 pound range uh, in getting the surgery done. I had, and I don't think I've talked to most people about this, so this is a hard one for me, but explain to you that I was on a CPAP machine. I was on three different types of high blood pressure medicine. 
I was um, also on metformin, which helps control my blood sugar. I was also on allergy medicine. I had an, I was taking an anti-anxiety pill along with some other vitamins, which I still take. I have now gone off of every medication I just mentioned, except I do take a very small amount of two separate high blood pressure pills, but that's right now my doctor just making sure that I'm doing okay. This is not a, a procedure you take lightly by any means. You have to go through my, what I went through was six months of going to my doctor on a monthly basis to make sure I was losing weight. I had to go in, I had to take at least one counseling session. And then it's recommended you keep going to counseling, which I do to make sure that you have the right headspace, that you know you're going in for some very significant lifestyle changes. This is not an easy fix by any stretch of the imagination. There are many things now that I can't eat. Eating anything sweet will make me throw up. I will never have another soda again. And I'm all for that. I don't mind that. I used to be addicted to soda. I can never have another soda again. Um, I've had several people make comments, which hurt me, about saying that, oh, well, I did the easy fix. I didn't have the guts to just be on a, be on a diet and make it work. When you reach the 150-pound mark and you've been there for over well, over 10 years, but really almost over 20 years, stuff is not working. It's not your fault. You need to do something for your health. I believe I never once thought I wasn't an attractive man at my highest of 336. I thought I was attractive. I was told by many men in the gay community I was very attractive. I'm not saying I'm less attractive or more attractive now, but I've lost the weight. I am a lot healthier now. I have a lot more energy. My sex drive is almost like, my God, poor Dean. My sex drive is like quadrupled. My blood pressure is in the normal range. One day when I had my blood pressure being taken, it was too low. They made me sit there for a minute to retake my blood pressure before they'd let me leave. They changed my medications for that reason. I have, since doing the surgery, I have to go to my, I talk to my surgeon, my, my actual surgeon, every three months. I have one dietitian through the bariatric surgery center that I, ha I have to talk to once a month. I do another dietitian through my work that to for to prove my insurance that I'm keeping on a diet that I record every day what I'm eating to show where I'm at. I then have to see my my regular doctor once a month. I now go in 
on a monthly basis to get a B12 shot because for some reason the surgery has had an issue with my B12. And I'm fine with that, but I have to go in for a shot. I do not process B12 anymore. So there's a lot of things that you have to do that you have to really think about if it's something you want to do. It is not, again, repeat, not an easy fix. There are so many issues you go into. The rest of my life now, I have to take a daily multivitamin. I have to take daily extra E. Again, I go in monthly for a B12 shot. These are things that I was more than willing to do, but keep that in mind. You have to make a lifetime commitment, which I was willing to do. Now, I talk about this. Again, I want to mention that I will still, because I love my pop culture. I may talk about, oh, I don't know, Britney Spears, who's going through all of her stuff right now. And I think her being in a conservatorship is sadly wrong. It's her money. Let her spend it how she wants to. Let her take an IUD. Who knows what I'm going to talk about? But this is where I'm going to be leading with this from now on. I hope I'm getting off my soapbox now. And um, <laughs> I want people to please uh, continue to send me messages. I will be asking when you send them to me, if you mind, if I talk about them on air, I won't. Unless you say it's okay, I won't use your names. I just want to talk about them on air. Um, and I love you doing this. So please keep it going. I will continue to respond to you, but I want to know if it's okay if I talk to people about the questions you've given me. I, um, one of our huge fans uh, has just recently told me that they are going through with this surgery because of looking at my posts mainly for this person on Twitter. So I just want to go, I love you guys. Please send me questions, but understand this is not an easy fix. That's my entire thing this time, Holly. I, thank you. I, I really appreciate that you shared this because uh, for for our listeners, this is a conversation that Gary had, you know, talked to, to me about before recording. And there, I, there's a lot of things I don't know. And that's why we do this podcast because we should share what we don't know. I didn't know he was getting sexual conversations about uh, preferences and regarding weight and being judged on that. And I, I just, I don't think about those things because that's just not who I am. But there are individuals. You out don't there. think about me sexually, Holly. I don't, you don't think, think about, about me sexually. I, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Hundred pounds less. Hundred pounds more. Ain't gonna change a thing for me in that department. But, um, you know, other than your health and well-being and your happiness. Um, yeah. But I, I, I have heard people say, "Oh, that's the easy fix," and obviously you could just do this and. The reality is it's not it's not that simple, uh, especially in especially in societies where a lot of our food has a lot of processed uh, ingredients in it that causes to be more addictive and change the way our body processes things. It makes it really hard. And on top of that, you have the psychological and emotional uh, aspects that kind of accompany that. So it's, it's all encompassing. It's not just one thing or another. And I think Gary, you know, you did the right things. You 
worked with your medical team, you worked with a counselor, you made the choices you need to make to have a healthier, longer life that's productive and, and fulfilling. And I appreciate that you shared that with our with our listeners. I do want to say at this point too that each week when I um, I will be talking about a specific topic, I will be talking about portion sizes or how bad you ha- you have to fart. I mean, it's going to be a wide range of topics, so I will be bringing up a lot of different things on this. And I, because really, this is a queer the queer community has a true problem with body image, and I want to make sure that I'm helping dispel yeah, some of those. Myths. I was looking into that, and I think that we're going to. I think you addressing that in our queer corners going forward for for a bit. It's going to be very helpful. I didn't realize how yeah. much um, just. Euphoria and dysphoria, um, mostly for the dysphoria aspect of it in the queer community, just how prevalent that is and what that looks like. And having a basis of conversation on that, I think, is going to be enlightening. And I, I look forward to that. Gary, thank you so much for sharing sharing your stories. Until next time, be well. And be queer, you wonderful fuckers. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Queernundrum Podcast. And email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.